Welcome to The Iceman, a podcast sponsored by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined in studio today by Nick Cox of Razor uh, Ice Augers. What, what is the full name? Razor Outdoors or what is it? Razor Ice Augers. You got it on the first try. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Pretty good. And we're joined on the audio on the phone today by Levi Christensen of iFish Pro. Welcome, Levi. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming in. This is our first time having an, an, a phone call in guest. I'm super excited to make it work here. You guys did it at the right time, 11 o'clock on a Friday night. There you go. There you go. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell all our viewers that. <laughs> well, it turns out all of us have multiple jobs, so I guess we have to, we have to do it when we can, right? Probably yeah. not the first joke we're going to hear from Levi tonight either. No, he's kind of a, he does a lot of zingers. Good. <laughs> like, the, like the chocolate zingers? How's a chocolate? Is that like a Zagnut? No, like a like a hostess uh, zinger. Oh, those, those are delicious. <laughs> oh, producer oh, Tom. Producer He's... Tom's got his new buttons, everyone. Yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> mute him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Levi, tell us what you've been up to. Well, I've been uh, enjoying the fall here. Been uh, working a lot with Dad. Uh, Dad and I are doing construction in Gaylord, Minnesota, right now. Or putting on some decks on an apartment building, getting ready for the ice season to show up. Got all of our tip-ups in, and the orders are flying through here. So we're looking forward to the season. We have a lot of a lot of exciting stores that we're in this year that we weren't in last year. So um, a lot of ice shows coming up still, even with the COVID going on. we got the Sioux Falls shows coming up November 13th, 14th, and 15th. And then also we have a Fargo show with Shields the weekend after that. So if anyone's going be in the Fargo area, stop by Shield. They have a good show putting on that weekend. So getting all amped up for the season, man. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Ice season's finally here. That's awesome. Your your guys' 2.0 version of the iFish Pro was just an absolute home run. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, uh, we came into it, you know, with the original version. And after it being on the market for two, three years, you know, after it being out there, we're like, all right, let's let's step this thing up and add the foam and add a little bit more plastic to the arm holder and the slip stop and everything else. And, uh, just kind of amped it up a little bit. And like you said, it totally changed the way that it actually fishes. I think, you know, it's a lot more heavier now in the wind. Um, it stays on the whole nice and everything. So it's just such a cool idea just to be able to fight the fish with your own rod and reel setup, but not have to be there sitting there monitoring it constantly. It's just, uh, it just totally changed the tip up game. Well, I bought right, yeah. Right. I bought one way back when it was like shipped yeah. in like a priority mailbox. It was with the blue logo. With I the don't even think, with the blue I don't logo. Think it wasn't a priority mailbox, John. I remember I was at your original shot in Coon Rapids with Hayes Baldwin. Remember, I stopped in there. It was like 2014, I think. And uh, oh, I was asking you about how to ship these, and you're like, "You got to ship in priority mail." You know, the box is only six bucks, and I was like. Yeah, I'm packaging up in my basement and everything else, and I gave you a couple of them. I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. look at look how far they've come. Yeah, look at how bo- far know, both right? of us have come. I mean, I remember back right. in the day, I mean, Hayes was gluing handles for us. I mean, yeah. Hayes is a great guide now up in the Brainerd Lakes area, and I still talk to him pretty frequent, too. But yep. we both came pretty far. Yeah, we did, man, in a very short amount of time. You know, it, it really happened quickly. I think the first time That's I saw one cool. of your guys' product was out with uh, – Larry Hansen from uh, Larry Hansen Outdoors on Tonka. He's, I know that he uses yeah. your guys' products quite a bit. And he, he was showing them to me out on a special Lake X. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of mind blowing how, how they work. I remember the first time I was, I met Larry. 
Oh, yeah. It was uh, out on Lake X, and I had a guide customer out there, and we were running iFish Pro tip-ups, and another guy was running iFish Pro tip-ups on the other side of this area. <laughs> and I I went up and introduced myself, and sure enough, it was Larry Hansen, but yep. we, we got to meet on the on the same lake, and uh, he was running iFish Pros, I was running iFish Pros, and we, got, and we still talk now to this day. Yeah. You know, great guy, great company. Absolutely. Yeah, he is. Yeah, actually... I- uh, Larry and my dad go way back, I think 30 plus years they've known each other actually. And they went fishing up the Lake of the Woods together back in, I think it was like 2013. They went up together, actually had a nice trip up there in March and caught a bunch of fish together. Yeah, kind you showed small, me some pictures of those things. Yeah. I think most people who know Larry have known him for 30 plus years. That yeah, guy's, right. he's a relationship maker. Well, actually, yeah, every time you talk to him, it feels like you've known him for 30 years. It's Even just, if you haven't. It, it, I mean, he yeah. makes you, he, He's one of those guys that gives you the warm, fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. all the time. You can't spend eight hours in the boat with a stranger without having the personality to make him feel comfortable. I yeah. mean, that guy's in a boat 200 days a year with people he doesn't know. And right. you got to make it work. And he yeah. does. He's really good at it. Yeah, he really cares about his guide clients. I mean, it's a, it's a true testament to how much he loves the sport is how much he cares. For sure. For sure. S- Levi, you got any... Uh- Nice trips coming to uh, Lake of the Woods this uh, year around March. Well, you know, Nick, um, you know the <laughs> invite's always there for you if you want to come up, and I can show you how it's done. But oh, yeah. okay, you'll drill yeah, the holes. You'll catch. The I'll fish. drill the holes. You I'll you'll set the up the iFish pros and put the yeah, bait yeah. on. I'll drill the holes with the razor auger, and then um, <laughs> you can set up the iFish pros. How's that sound? Yeah, and then you reel them, and I'll take your picture. John, you can bring the tuned up rods. I'm I'm game. We've designed. We designed yeah. the Vulcan because of Levi's iFish Pro. Oh, he's yeah. been talking about that. I know. He was the first one to test them. Very, very secretive, too. Yeah, he didn't it tell was. anyone. I kept, it, I kept it a deep secret. You know, I, I went to tune up John's like, Levi, we can't can't release this to anyone. So I, just, I held it with my own. You know, I was like, all right, you can't tell anyone about this. And I tell you, that new rod is something else. It's going to be a definite, uh, the quote every fisherman uses, game changer, right? Uh, that's yeah. that quote is a little overused this year. <laughs> can I talk I know, about right? that rod, or can we talk? We about can it talk about the rods. Okay. Okay. The one thing that I saw that I noticed right away today in the shop was the weighted butt. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't come out of the eye fish even during a wind or whatever. Well, and that's why we built, we, we built a couple for Levi, thinking you know big pike, lots of you know March. You get some weird wind trips and stuff like that. You can shove it kind of down deep in the snowbank. Yeah. And actually get it to stick better. Yeah, I, I love that idea. You don't have to be as worried about weight when you're using an iFish Pro. I mean, you don't have to worry about fatigue in your hand no. or whatever. You want you want something that's going to be reactive when you set yeah. the hook, and something that's going to something that's well, gonna like be the LTP rod. We've used that rod now last four seasons now, and that rod just been bulletproof. You know, that's a great rod and everything. But for big, you know, pike. when you're yeah for big pike, correct. That's what I'm getting at here. Like, but when you're targeting those bigger walleyes. And even, you know, the smaller fish, for example, that LTP, you know, it's just a little on the stiff side for that. And now with this new rod, it's going to actually accommodate those people who want to catch those bigger walleyes and still have a good backbone with a faster tip, I think, on it and um, be able to fight that fish better, in my opinion. Yeah, it sits right in between the, the dead stick and the LTP as right. far as, you know, which one going to be the best yeah, action like there. Perfect action. Well, yeah. And I yeah. fished that Vulcan all over in Ontario testing it for smaller lake trout. And the thing was dynamite mm-hmm. for that because 
it was just a good general purpose rod. Plus, it was it is my favorite iFish Pro rod now. Mm-hmm. And, and I had it, it on Winnipeg fishing for the big greenbacks, but we didn't do any. And what size were you digging with? Oh, we were, like, were using. Were you digging with it all? I was. We didn't have any live bait, so I didn't have any iFish Pros up there. But we did. Uh, we yep. were using the big Pelican spoons, and then the big, um, the new Lindy. Um, was that Glow Streak? I think it's they called it. It's like a minnow profile mm-hmm. with a glow worm, a yeah. glow thing in there. And then big, like, number fours, ripping wraps, just open water baits, essentially. Right. That's what I, yeah. So, actually, in, um, right, right. at the end of March, I went to Lake Newell in Alberta. It was, like, 18-hour drive. I drove out there with my buddy Josh Rock, and we were jigging ounce and a half a, a rattle traps with that rod. Mm-hmm. And it was just phenomenal because last year when I went up to Saskatchewan, I went up there to that Lake, uh, Lake Tobin. I went up there fishing, and I was jigging those big rattle traps. You know, I had the LTP rod, and I was jigging those big ounce and a half rattle traps, and I felt like I was pulling it away every time I'd, I'd get a strike. You know, I wasn't, like, pulling it through their mouth necessarily, but, like, when I'd get that strike, the LTP would almost, like, rip that bait out of their mouth, I felt like. A little bit too much power, yep. Too much power in 30 feet of water, it felt like. And uh, so when I went up there last year now to Alberta, um, it was just perfect. I felt like I got a lot better hook ratio, hook setup, you know, with that rod. So, especially if you're using barbless hooks or whatever. Sorry, Nick. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's all barbless up there, and that's the other other benefit with that rod. I felt like, in my opinion, I think you just came off the best week of your life, or at least what I would have considered the best week of your life. If I was in your shoes, I think we were up at Lake of the Woods for a week, catching nice pike. Me, your brother. John, and then uh, and then all of a sudden yeah, you're like, well, I'm yeah. going up to Saskatchewan. I think right. we're, you're fishing with Manny or something then, or yeah, I went up. Yeah, I actually went up there. I stayed at Manny's house for a whole week and uh, fully lived up there in the bush. You know, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, guy's funny, crazy. Manny. You ever watch the Manny moments on YouTube? No, oh, I haven't. You, you got to pull it up. Uh, we we should. Uh, he does the best yeah. Al Linder impression. <laughs> it is so good. That's pretty awesome that you get to go fish around and, you know, test your product in all kinds of crazy environments. That's a pretty yeah, it is. And, and you also get to meet a whole bunch of great people, you know, during it too. It's crazy how the, how the fishing industry brings everyone together that have a passion for it. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Well, it's a lot smaller industry than people think. Mm-hmm. Like the ice fishing community is, is pretty yeah. small and not to say like, I think a lot of people kind of stick together to their core group of friends. And, and brands, we, yep. and we all try to help each other out because it's like, I mean, we're all in this together, right? Good or bad, right. ice, COVID or not, mm-hmm. and you know, yep. and so many brands are interconnected with each other, and that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool to see where this sport is going. You know, we're on the trajectory is, right yeah. now. I mean, just it, it really think is. back. Think, I mean, I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-six. So, well, you're old. Boy, let me tell you, I feel old. I, I see the grays on my. I, well, yeah, I, I mean, we don't have that. to talk about the stories that we have <laughs> that would make you think that way, but you know, um, I mean, it's it's yeah. So, I'm 35, so I can't say anything. Are you? Gosh, yeah. you look about 52. I, I feel about 70 right now. <laughs> you look it. I'm, I'm the old one at 40. Uh, I was going to ask uh, how long you've been sick. Josh? Sorry, Tom's Tom's a little older. <laughs> You guys got, I got you guys all beat. So. No, if you ever want to get out and go fish with some guys that know how to catch some big pike, I mean, uh, I don't think you can actually yeah, look these guys up, but get out on the ice with these guys or find out where they're going out of and follow them. Follow them? Yes, it is. 
I mean, what, where did we go out of last year? Spring Steel? Yeah, we went on Spring Steel, yeah. Spring, mm-hmm. Spring Steel, great spot. I mean, just a little little jaunt over on the sleds or the wheelers. And, I mean, we'd yeah, fish 10, 12 hours for the day, and we'd catch, you know, I don't know how many flags we had going up on a day, you know. Yeah, you can't even keep track. But, it, but you, you're just there. looking for 40-inch-plus fish. Everything less is a nice fish, but when you catch the 40-plus, you're just like, this is what makes the trip worth it. Is and we caught a few of the, Pike, yeah, and we caught a few of those on that trip. That was good. A 40-inch mm-hmm. pike is truly a different fish. It's gigantic. Because, yeah. like, I mean, and people are like, oh, I caught a 36-inch pike. It's like it's, it's a respectable fish. But then a 40 is like... Huge. They're right. thicker. And you Huge. catch a 40 on, for example, a metro lake. They exist. Mm-hmm. Some of them are chubby, but, you know, they're long and skinny. They got a lot of they got a lot of ruler length, but not a lot of width, you know, yeah. or girth to them. But you go up there, up to, you know, Lake of the Woods, and it's like that same fish, and the fat is just rolling over your fingers. Yep. They're just eating. And I caught my 40 on Red Lake. That's, and that's it was, perfect. And it, it looked... It was amazing. It was the most beautiful fish I've ever seen. It scared the hell out of me. I wonder if Red Lake will beat your uh, beat your guess on uh, your uh, the guess contest for uh, it will. Oh, for but the I early wonder ice? that should be a second contest. How much sooner will Red Lake freeze than? But April? I can't commit to driving to Red Lake and using my. <laughs> well, you're, my, gonna, you're my gonna have to have a resort to tell you that. Well, you you're just gonna. tune in and watch for the guys floating away on half the ice sheet. <laughs> You know, <laughs> every year getting rescued. Yeah, that's exactly how it always works up there. Hey, guys, I just thought of something. So I was just looking at our analytics the other day, and I noticed that we had, like, maybe, like, one or two viewers over in Europe. Oh, yeah. Like a Germany and a uh, UK viewer, or a listener, I should say. Um, ich will? <laughs> no, sorry. No, I love just, that. Just kidding. No, that's awesome. But they probably have no idea what we're talking about geography-wise. Like, I don't – have we ever even mentioned what state we're in? Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. I don't think we have. Craziness Haven't state? We? No. Oh, yeah, we're Minnesota-based. <laughs> Twin Cities Metro. Land of 10,000 lakes. I wonder if some of those people that we're seeing are John trying to uh, trade his VPN over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in Europe. Trading his Bitcoins <laughs> online. Yeah. Surfing the dark web for weapons and stuff like that. Oh, geez. No, I mean, tuned up <laughs> for gets, new bait feeders. Tuned up gets customers from overseas. We, 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 do, we do get quite a few customers. The, the, the bad thing about overseas customers shipping. is shipping. It just shipping. It kills you. Yeah. Insane. I had a couple guys email me actually from Sweden. They, yeah. uh, they wanted some tip ups. And so I gave him a quote. He wanted two tip ups. He's like, Yeah, what's the shipping? I said, Well, $276. And it'll take 14 days. And he was like, oh, my goodness. No, I can't do that. I said, yeah, I understand, man. I'm sorry. I can't help you out. But, geez. What's the ice fishing scene like in Europe? It's big. It's big. It's It's a lot. I think it's a lot bigger than what we realize. But they're, like, behind the times. Europe is one of our bigger markets for augers, believe it or not. We still sell a lot of augers into Europe. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, for a while, I mean, up until, like, probably this year, it probably beat, you know, uh, everything we've ever done in terms of volume and, and units sold, but yeah, Scandinavia obviously a land of ice. Russia's got a big Latvia, scene. All that stuff. Oh, Levi, your girlfriend's calling. <laughs> so we're beeping in. Yeah. Just just hang up on here. that. That was Tom Baker Senior right there. Oh, Dad, he always knows when to call. <laughs> Daddy, oh yeah. yeah. We'll I'm sure he'll call few, me soon. We'll get him on a future episode here pretty soon. There you go. We actually shipped a rod to. Um, Great Britain last year 
and it sat yeah. in customs for 30 days. The poor guy had to like, I mean, they, apparently there's some ice in Britain. I didn't, I have no idea about any of this stuff, but the guy's waiting for it to get out of customs. And it took exactly 30 days to get out of customs. That yeah, guy just wants to go out and fish. I know. I'm just like, how do I speed this up? And he's like, you can't. Like, it's hard to get ice in England because it doesn't uh, freeze until it gets to zero degrees over there. Oh, because it's full of salt? Because oh, it's the metric system. Oh. <laughs> God, that was that that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I like Thanks. that. Uh, we're now <laughs> we're now all dumber. It, it's it, it's going to be the Ice Man podcast. No longer yeah. the Ice Men. And it was a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that was a good joke. All right. It was a great I got joke. all of you. I got all of you. Sorry, that was so. Jeez. With the board again. That's good. You know, you got to throw a little sound effect of a flag going up on an iFish Pro in there. Oh, there you go. Because there's a d- <laughs> little wind little and then followed by a couple clicks. My kid mm-hmm. can hear that from like three quarters of a mile away. You hear that kind of chunk. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Dad, flag up. I'm like, no, there's not. You look outside. I'm like, oh, I guess you heard it. I don't hear anything. You know, a lot of people, I use blue tips. Mm. On my iFish Pros for at the you know nighttime like low light, light stuff. Things? Oh yeah, set up a couple uh, blue tips on the on the iFish Pros on the flag. The flag pops right. up and the and the deal flashes orange, but it also is connected to my phone on Bluetooth or a little receiver on Bluetooth. So these blue tips will just ring an alarm. And I, whenever I was guiding and have guests out, I'd say, okay, when that alarm goes off, first one out the door gets it. You know, and yeah. it was always just a fun little party to try to get those <laughs> iFish pros. Well, I think the best way we can record the sound of that tip up is if the whole Iceman team goes up to Lake of the Woods. Yeah. Bring, some, micro- yeah. bring some microphones. Two, two weeks up there. Tell Mike to get the eight bedroom cabin. Yeah. Well, we really want to get the perfect sound. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, ta- it'll take at least three days of trying. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we want to have a lot of options to choose from mm-hmm. to get that one clip. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for- you know, that. That's the cool thing about that sound on that flag. It was a total accident. Like we didn't plan that. It's not like we incorporated that into the design or nothing. It actually just kind of happened. You know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a tick and then an echoey sound. It's it's very distinguishable when you're on the ice. You can't hear necessarily a flag go up on any tip up. You can see it, but you can hear that plastic. It's got to be something with Mm -hmm. the round, the the circular base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Back wind deflector, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you know what an iFish Pro is, Tom. <laughs> That's think, not yeah. what that sounds like. <laughs> that was not an iFish Pro. That was about as close as I could get with a quick YouTube search right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Don't worry. That's just your shiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I've been using these iFish Pros for a long time, and I'm telling you, all the tip ups there are out there. I mean, what better way to fight a fish? Than with a rod and reel, right. you know what I mean. And once you fight one fish with a rod and reel, yeah. you're, you are pretty much I mean, other than if it's negative seventy and you just don't want to go yeah, outside right. and deal with anything. Which then you shouldn't even be fishing. But I fish, I fish pros all the time, and the new insulated ones mm-hmm. really, really help. So much better. And uh, it's like every fish on an iFish Pro is almost a bonus, mm-hmm. you know, because you're not paying attention to it. You're doing something else. You might be jigging a rod or whatever, and then all of a sudden. Pfft, there it is. And then all of a sudden your you know, the anxiety goes up, your adrenaline goes up, and everybody's running, trying to chase that flag. What was the one that you used? Blue tips? Is that what it's called? Blue tips, yep. But there's another one out there, Vulcan. Um I've never used them, but some That's people trademarked. are using Vulcan. There's like a Vulcan system for a paging system for your Yeah, it's like a round hockey puck. Yep, you've one. seen them. Yep. And they've got the LED yep. and the alarm. 
Is blue that something tips you guys... is deep deep freeze fishing, and those are they're, but they're a Wisconsin one, see, company. Yeah, but the blue tip, see that clips on the flag, but that that there's a hockey puck one I call it. That actually just sits by the tip up, for right. example, and then the flag pops up. But but now Nick, I want to I want to ask you that that Vulcan one, that one only works with a certain tip up, correct? I'm not sure. I I, I actually haven't used yeah. them at all. Uh, the, the, I just seen them at ice shows, but. Andy Claiborne, a guy that yeah. owns Fish Daddy Outdoors, one of the guys that uses all of his products, the lighted spoons and the lighted dead stick stuff with the glow sticks. Um, they use Vulcan, mm-hmm. and, and they do pretty well on them. But I've never had a problem with my yeah. blue tips, and they, they're always improving that stuff with uh, different updates for connectivity. So, I mean, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you own an iFish Pro and you got a couple extra bucks to spend and you want to just have that convenience sake of not missing a flag, uh, blue tips well, is a great very, way to do you know, it. No, it's very handy. If you're not like if you're not fishing in Minnesota, because in Minnesota you know we have to stay within whatever hundred feet of our tip up, for example. Right. But yeah. like you know out west, you know you can put your tip up long ways away, and that's that's when that that blue tip comes in handy, actually. Well, I've seen yeah. that Matthew McConaughey commercial. Yeah. He's nowhere near that blue, that tip. <laughs> not at all. You know, I wanted to get a hold of him and be like, hey man, why don't you use an iFish Pro for this? Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think yeah. he was using a razor auger too. It was, was orange. It, really? yeah. it was orange. Yeah. It was orange. <laughs> I mean, Where's know. the check? Come on, Matthew. Come on, Lincoln. We're still scratching our heads. Yeah. <laughs> we could have been using a Vulcan. That would have yeah. been kind of nice, too. I mean, we could have made it a... We, we, you know, somebody should message him. Be yeah. like, here, we, we want to do your commercial Matt. right. Should we call him Matt? Yeah. Hey, hey Matt. Matt. Producer Tom's got some clout in the industry. Let's see if he can get Matthew McConaughey on. He's writing something down. He's, yeah, he's, he must be contacting someone. Yeah, he's sending a fax. We're still trying to get the Joe Rogan in the ice house. For the podcast, happen. the big bite ice house. Yeah, Joe Rogan, that'd be a good one. Yeah, except that he would. So Levi, have you ever heard people use the the new ice defense with the teamed up with the iFish Pro? Yeah, I have. Um, uh, James Holt and Ice Defense uh, teamed up last season, and Ice Defense was actually um, showing us some videos and stuff how they incorporated that unit to work with our tip up now on those very cold days. And me personally, I have never used it with it. And um, I've seen some videos on it. I've seen some customers use it before. So I can't really give you a full review on it, but I do know it does work effectively is all I can say. Those guys are kind of blowing up. Cold it's a, Nation Outdoors. It's It was a product that took some convincing, at least on my part, but right. it looks phenomenal. And you know what? Speaking of that, we got to take a break. We got to pause and give us a word from our sponsor. So hang tight just one second. We'll be right back. Hey, this is John from Tuned Up Custom Rods. I'm excited to announce that we're going to be at the Sioux Falls Ice Show with Razor Augers and iFish Pro. Check out a bunch of great options for buying all kinds of ice fishing needs. (laughs) 
And this is Dan from the Iceman, and we're here to talk about uh, our product that we're using to put these uh, podcasts together. We're super excited to be using Anchor FM. It's a spot. It's a product that comes from Spotify, and it makes making podcasts so simple. Any of you looking to make your own podcast, check out Anchor FM to find your podcast options. All right, welcome back. We're back at the Iceman. Thank you for uh, sticking with our commercial break. Again, we've got Levi Christensen on the line from iFish Pro. We've got Nick Cox here from Razor Ice Augers. And uh, yeah, we're having some fun discussions. Now, Nick, you said that you guys this year have got a new size for your pistol. Or not, I'm saying keep, keep calling it a pistol bit. I'm sorry, for your scout. Yep, Is that correct? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, this year we launched the uh, 8 inch scout, which was uh, in high demand just on feedback from anglers last year. Last year when we launched the Scout, we launched four, five, and six inch. We sold out, like I mentioned, uh, the six inch units within two weeks after St. Paul Ice Show, and we had fours and fives throughout uh, the remainder of the season. Um, this year, we still have four, fives, and six, but we launched eight. Um, and unbeknownst to us, I mean, even without ice, we're already all sold out of our eight inch units. So um, you say the four inch bit, and immediately what comes to mind for me is having an eight inch hole. And then right next to it, a four-inch hole for my transducer. Well, I mean, to me, that would be, I mean, that from the surface, a 30,000-foot overview, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, swapping bits and taking the time or carrying two drills yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I love a four-inch for scouting, for camera work, mm. uh, perch yeah. fishing. Um, I, I predominantly fish a five, five-inch auger, um, perfect for walleyes, crappies, uh, gills, nice perch. Um, but again, I think in the auger world, a lot of businesses and companies have trained anglers to tell them that they need an eight inch or a 10 inch hole because that's what ma- that's what manufacturers made in terms of just a uh, 10 inch scares me. Yeah. That's a, that's a kid, kid magnet guy like me fall through the hole. It's all I use. <laughs> You're a 10 inch guy. The whole life. Never use anything less. Huh. How, how do I not find that surprising? Yeah, that you're yeah, compensating for something. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess I've never seen an iFish Pro. I sure as hell ain't pulling volleys through a five-inch hole, right? Oh, come on. The ones you catch? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Folks, the, a seven-inch walleye will come out of the, a five-inch hole just fine or a ten-inch hole just fine. You know, seven-inch walleye? <laughs> hey, you know what? A five-inch, uh, a, 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 a nice walleye will come through a five-inch hole, but it won't turn back. You'll never lose that fish. Sure. That's the nice thing about fishing with a small hole that people don't think about. Plus, it's a lot easier on your drill. It's a lot easier on your equipment. So, really, I it's mean, good option. you don't necessarily need to go to a six or eight, you know. Except if you're catching 40 inch pike like Levi claims right. to do well, every then day. You need 15 four inch holes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put them all together. Yeah. <laughs> Levi, how big is the, how much overlap is there on the iFish Pro with a 10 inch hole? Oh, we got two inches of overlap. Is it? Okay. So, yeah, so it covers it. It sits correctly on a ten inch hole, though, I like to say. You can even put those iFish Pros, uh, if you didn't have uh, anything set up, say you were renting a a shack yep. or a hard side shack up at like LiveX or something, and you didn't have, um, sorry. <laughs> what are you the, doing over the there? spring sound yeah. has got me there. <laughs> um, he found that there's a guitar on the on <laughs> There's the a guitar mics. on my mic stand. <laughs> um, no, but you can actually set those iFish Pros up. You know, you a lot of these big permanent shacks you'll rent, they'll have the big square holes. Yeah. You could put that iFish Pro right over that or over your catch cover, 
And I mean, you'll hear yeah, that flag. That's popping. genius. I mean, we've done that. That'll wake that's you up. actually not a bad idea for hard sided houses. That's that genius. Throw some, a, of them, a, some, of them some of them don't have uh, rattle reels. Yeah. When you go into them, they don't have rattle reels. There's areas where you could mount a rattle reel if you bring yours, but most people renting houses, they're not thinking they need to bring their rattle reel, but most often or not, especially now, they'll have an iFish Pro, mm -hmm. and it's just a great way to just kind of set up in the shack, you know, for that overnight. That's a genius way to do it, and that, that flag will definitely wake you up. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, a rod yeah, holder would do the same thing, but... I do have to go yeah. back to the cold nation, what, ice defense? Yes. Um, yep. I used right. that extensively last year, and I thought it was absolutely – when I first bought it, I was like, why did I spend, you know, 100 bucks on a, a bubbler? Um, and then after day two, I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. What I found out, especially with, like, first ice, it, it smooths out the bottom edges of the ice. Mm-hmm. And it makes kind of like a flared hole, mm -hmm. and it's awesome for it. And plus, if you're fishing breakoffs, I'm sure a lot less. I, I had zero breakoffs last year. I fish, I fish pike early with with real light line because they were really finicky, and I never had a breakoff. Hmm. And it, it, what's it, the battery life like, John? On that, like, how long does it last? I've never used one, like I said. So like, I, I use day out of it, or what? I use it on a lithium shuttle from Markham and an LX7, and I've, I've run it for two days and had zero issues. And that no. was last year before they released the Brute and everything else. The new batteries this year. Yeah. So that's the old. So that shuttle is whenever the shuttles first came out. So that's not even a current. I mean, it's not got even, a couple of years on it. Two years. So. Um, and that shuttle gets used a ton, and it's still I get two full days ice fishing out of it with an ice defense running too. I love my shuttle. Yeah, that's another accessory that I mean I I don't necessarily so much use the USB chargers or anything like that, but the quarter twenty mounts on the side to hang a camera off. Mm -hmm. or, the USB ports have saved me a couple times from some pretty disastrous things, like my phone dying in the middle of the day. You do a lot of texting. I do a lot of texting on the ice. You get 100 phone calls a, a day. A lot of Snapchats. Uh, Maybe more than that. Today I got 112. Yeah. I mean, you you sit next to you and your phone is buzzing nonstop. Yeah. yeah it's kind of weird. It's Pe all the time. People want to talk to John. Right now it's on like silent, do not disturb, and messages will still roll through in some app that I don't know I exists. <laughs> <laughs> that your kid downloaded. Yeah. And yeah. went to Dan's credit card. <laughs> That's, that's what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's how it's what's connected. happening. It's not your kids. It's not it's my John. kids. It's John's the continuation kid. of Dan's financial disaster for the yeah. show. Yes, <laughs> this has been a nightmare. My third job, and it's still costing me money. Come on, guys. Oh, well, well now you need like twenty iFish pros, like I have. <sighs> Shit. Yeah. All right, send them up. That, that's why I have kids. You know, <laughs> I, I bring the kids out there, and we set up six iFish pros, and then my dad comes out. I can set up two more. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, somebody else come out here. You know, I got I to gotta go in to the bathroom or whatever so we can watch all these. But. I really like the idea that you said about that, that blue. Blue tips. Blue tips. Yep, how it gives freeze. you the notification from outside. Yeah. Can, you, can you have multiple of those yep. on one phone? Yep. Yep. And you, you can, I believe if I recall correctly, you can name each of the blue tips. So, like, I would have them, you know, in a circle. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four. I always know. What corner of the house, for example, sure. one was at, one was by the, you know, the front door, back is at the rear door. Um, so. Is that something that you would ever consider incorporating into an iFish Pro, Levi? Or I'm, I'm sure it just would be a cost thing. Yeah, no, it's something that, that we have actually talked about, our dad and I, 
incorporating with our unit on just the whole technical side of things. We have to figure out that app process and building it and everything else. But the cool thing is all the technology is there nowadays. It's just a matter of going and getting it and figuring out the system of it. So. And Levi, I know you're kind of a stud on technology. I mean, <laughs> I am a genius. You know, I hardly called Nick for anything. So, yeah. Well, we, you're our very first radio guest on uh, on uh, distance like this. So you got that going yeah, for you. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, yeah, I think the way that you can connect things like that is super interesting. But I don't know. I mean, then as soon as you start putting electronics in a machine like an iFish Pro, well, you're gonna, the, the yeah, cost you is going to go yeah. up. And Well, that also, you know, you know, when you deal with batteries and technology, you better have a tech support on, on phone ready to go because people are calling you, you know. Yeah. Um, that, that's right. one thing that we've talked about. So, Dumb guy question here. Can you guys just give me a brief breakdown of what the iFish Pro is? Levi, do you got a good pitch? Like, of what that how it works? Yeah, I don't think Tom's ever seen one. I I have no idea. I've got I've got no clue. So, oh, what's uh, the standard ice fishing tip up? It's round, has a flag on it with two sides actually. So our tip up's designed with a flag that you can see from every di- direction, and you're able to use any rod and reel with it. And you put a bobber stop on your main line with the slip stop that comes with the unit. There's seven of them, and that slides on your line like a slip bobber application. And then you set your depth accordingly and leave your bail open or you leave it closed with a bait feeder reel. And you get that bite, flag pops, go over there, set the hook, move the tip up all the way and bite the fish. So the, the rod actually attaches to the tip up itself? So you have a there's rod? A, yeah, there's a designated rod holder that is built into the tip up that slides out. So you put the rod into that, for example. Or if you got a long rod that's over 44 inches, you, just, you can put in the snow bank or a rod holder. It don't matter. Okay, I, I I love that idea. I've you know I've I've got some tip up experience, but it's just been like the, you know, like the basic like Fleet Farm reel it up and you know yeah. you got a you got a mound of uh, line on the ice that you have to deal with after you after you're pulling this fish out out of the water and it's it's a nightmare. So I I, I right. really like that concept. And, and you can adjust you. Yeah. the sensitivity. You can set it for you know a yeah, harder strike or a lighter strike. Yeah, yeah. Or... And let's let's be honest, that thing was made so that anglers could continue to fight the fish with a rod and reel, mm-hmm. which is how it's the most fun. Way more oh, fun. It's so much more fun. Oh. And plus it's like, I, I mean, I as much as I like the hand-to-hand tip-up combat. Yeah. Which we grew up using, you know, all of us grew up fishing that way, right? That's yeah. the cool part. Like We grew up with the old school tip-up hand-over-hand, and then all of a sudden the times are changing, and we're using, you know, the rod and reel, which you can – have every more benefit with that in your hand. So, all right, I got a suggestion. Okay, you got an app. You're in your fish house, just chilling, just jigging there, and then you get your tip up outside. The app will mm-hmm. alert you yep. when your tip up goes off. So that's what Nick was saying. With the yeah, blue, with tips. blue tips. I, I, Tom, I don't think you've been listening up. to our podcast all day. Well, I've, been listen- <laughs> I've been listening, but I it, up to 600 feet. By the way, we got over that's your head. What the range goes, on those blue head, tips are. So your phone will actually alert you. Fish on. Not, oh, yeah. not with a not with the standard iFish Pro that you have to put on a, a separate product. The blue tips. Blue tips. Yeah. yeah. If you were to Google search deep freeze blue tips, okay, you'll, they'll come right up. And those wow. those have a six hundred foot range. I love it. Six hundred foot's a long ways to run to a tip up. though. Well, don't necessarily think you're running too. I mean, you could be inside your shack. That extra range 
gives you that extra signal strength. That, to that's kind of I was gonna say that's through. true because I remember running for tip ups. I mean, even hundred feet, it's like oh. No offense, well, I'd love to see you run six hundred yards. <laughs> let's do this. That, it's not happening after we're after this podcast's over. Nope, a not. race to the cash wise. <laughs> I'd be dead. Yeah. I'd have a heart attack. I'd probably die too. I got a question for you, Nick. Yeah, Actually, I didn't even know this. What is the name of the eight-inch auger that you guys? Came it's up the eight-inch. Uh, the the new the it's the Razor Scout. It's the Razor Scout, so it's a, it's a Scout brand still. Okay. Yep, it's Razor, and the Scout okay. is the uh, the line. So Razors are the Razors is the brand, and then okay. uh, so that just expands off you, the. I didn't lithium. know if you individually named each auger size or something. Nope, like we got four, five, six, and eight in the Scout. Six, eight, and ten okay. in the lithium and gas. Okay, right on. Yeah. Right on. Levi, when's the last time you used a gas auger? Oh, uh, I think the last time I used a gas auger, I was uh, hitting the primer for my dad as he was augering when I was like, uh, I'm seven, sorry. Eight, 18, maybe. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hit that primer. Keep it going. Hey, we're halfway through. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I blew up a three horse and. Uh, Crawford's camp, and that was the last time I touched a gas. Auger. I love Crawford's camp. What a great place to go! Yeah, yeah we, dude, I got so lost outside of Crawford's camp because they told us, Oh, oh just go right to the first the point. Scenarios. He's like, Oh, yeah. you know, just drive up like it's a like a mile. Ryberg, yeah. I literally drove my four wheeler 12 miles, <laughs> got went to some little like Trapper's was, hut. <laughs> I don't know where it was, but punched a hole and it's like, oh, it's 40 feet. I dropped it down. I lifted up like maybe two inches. Laker hit it. I was like, sweet. We're going to get a ton of them. That was the only Laker we caught in that spot. And it was only like, I don't know, 20 inches. So it was, it was kind of small, but it was cool to catch one completely on my own. Heck yeah. With no map. We got so lost. We had no idea where we were, um, but it was, it's such a cool. He's got a nice little operation up there and they, all, I don't know if you've been there since the, since they updated the cabins and whatnot. No, I was there right before they updated the cabins. Yeah, yeah me too. But good guys up there. But it, it, it's a. It's That's a, why they need to open that border. I know, Levi. I'm sure yeah. you're you're hoping they open the border too. Absolutely, I really am. Want to get up there and do fishing. Actually, I want to get up there and go deer hunting again. I used to deer hunt up there with my dad. Shoot, I was uh, probably 2008 through 2012. We went up there every year deer hunting up in Ontario there. Yeah, but you know, over the years, the hard winters and the wolves up there kind of killed off the big deer population. But yeah, I would love to get back up there again. What's the status on the moose up there? Uh, I'm not a moose guy. I don't know. I guess where I was at, there was I was too far south um, for the moose where I was at. You weren't seeing many. Probably pretty good. Yeah, probably pretty good. We used to see moose all the time when we hunted up by, uh, uh, you know not too far from Greenbush or just, just start north of Lake Bronson. And there would be moose, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you'd see more moose sometimes than deer. And I, I think it's probably been four or five eight, years, at least, at least, at least five years since the last time I seen a moose. And that was like a, like a lone straggler. Gosh, we got more wolves on our trail cams than, do you, did here. you guys hear the kind of breaking news yesterday Mm-mm. that Trump, that? Uh, he removed the gray wolf from the endangered species list? Well, I don't think it was Trump necessarily. Well, I mean, but uh, Trump's whatever. I mean, whoever was pulling his strings the that EPA, day. right? Is it the EPA or the some EPA? That's the DEA, whatever. Some. So they're now, 
legal to if you you, you could hunt them if it, the state allowed it, for example. They yeah, they removed the federal yeah. the federal um, protections from it. So now states are in charge of managing the hop, the population, which means that they could potentially open up to hunting. No, although, I didn't know that. Although Governor Walls did issue a statement immediately saying that he, he didn't won't. think that wolf hunting was a good idea. There's wolves oh. everywhere, though. I mean, they're... See, that's they're the so disconnect. Abundant. There's a lot of emotion in this conversation about wolves and not a lot of logic. No. You know what I mean? You got guys in... This in, conversation? In a, no, not no. Conversation. You got guys. You got guys in a, in a, in a gold dome building making decisions for guys that are going out in the woods every day. Yeah, or yeah, farmers. I don't get I mean, it. I know farmers are, yeah. They're, they're losing the livestock, lose. and they're losing a lot of money on this stuff. Those wolves are, are, are killing all kinds of stuff. They are. Yeah, no, the That's wolves. Gotten, it's gotten a lot. There's a lot more of them in my lifetime. I've noticed that way up north, you know, up in the Hackensack, Nitwa area from the time I was a kid till now. It's just like you always hear about wolves now, it seems like. Well, there's they're down in Isani County now. I mean, I know there's like a warning wow. about people hunting. That yeah. there's a pack mm-hmm. of wolves. And I know last year we saw what I told my son was a coyote. There's no way mm-hmm. that there's a black coyote it running on werewolf. the ice. Because right I didn't want to freak him out. But, I mean, yeah. it was a big timber wolf, and it's like, you know, he's just just a lone, lone wolf. I'm like, I know there's more. You hear him every night. We hear him up at our cabin all the time. Or is that that's by a green just bush? Send, just send just, him all to Isle Royale. Hey, there you go. We're west of Greenbush. Okay. So we're we're north of Hibbing, Chisholm. So oh, yeah, sure. It's that whole stretch. Yep. But yeah, they're up there. Yeah. If no one keeps them in check, they're going to go crazy. And for a while there, we were able to. Yeah. Know? We had yeah, one we season. Yeah. I think it was one season. And then, uh, again, you know, I mean, there might be some logic behind it, but I think it's a lot of emotions. Well, like well, a lot of things. People think they're all oh, they're majestic creatures until they- We're a very they, environmentalist state, too. We really are. A lot yeah, of environmentalists people, in Minnesota. Yeah, I want to ask. I want to ask you. I don't know enough about it, right? And I didn't read into it. But what happened on Red Lake? Can someone inform me? Did they change the slot to seventeen? Right? They dropped it from four to three fish, so you can keep three fish, and I think they all have to be under seventeen. Okay. I, that might be one over seventeen. Yeah, I know that they dropped yeah. it from four to three fish, and okay. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, you'll still get your three fish. Yeah, I read yeah. like early. I'm kind of curious what Malax will do. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Is it no. going to just catch and release? You think? Uh, pr- pr- probably. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think that's what it is. They had, they said that they shut down in July this year because the pressure was so high in the winter. So maybe they'll. I don't know. <clears throat> but well, they, I also heard they shut down in July too because of when you're catching those fish out of deep water and hot days. You know, they die most of the time when you're cranking them up, and you know. Yeah, they chose to shut it down in July rather than end the season early because people wanted to fish up until, until well, ice up. And that's the thing with, you know, catch and release fishery is like uh, guys fishing deep deep water. I mean, the mortality rate, even even fish in shallow water on Mille Lacs, the mortality rate of the actual fish that get released to the actual fish that get released and live yep. is, I mean, there's there's... That's definitely a problem. Um, um, we've, we've got a little cabin area yeah. in Vineland, and we see dead walleyes floating on the shoreline that, all Dan? the time. Time to start eating them. <laughs> I can't, you it's can't eat them. It's time to there. start eating them. Fish are gross. Well, I'll tell you a story. Here's a cool one. So up on Lake the Woods, we were up there fishing for walleyes, you know, catching those little dink stalkers, 15, 14 inches. And we're fishing, and you're catching these fish out of 25-plus feet, okay? Cranking them up, air bladder pops, you know, throwing back, you know, whatever they die. So 
this guy up there is like, hey, man, I pike fish out here. I'm like, what? You pike fish out in this deep of water? He's like, yeah. I hang it down a foot below the ice. I said, get out. That don't work. He's like, yeah, you got to try it. There's no no crap here, man. So we uh, we, we drilled a couple holes, and those northerns out there, they school up with all of the houses and the resorts because, you know, up there the resorts put all the houses all together. Mm-hmm. And there's so many dead walleyes underneath the ice from people catching them and throwing them back when the air bladders pop. Yep. That those pike are out there eating them underneath the ice, like literally. Okay. And we caught a few nice fish, uh, 25 plus feet of water, literally a foot below the ice. So that's pretty cool, though. That's interesting. That's a, well, that, they're, they're just kind of feeding off their environment. They're they're seeing yeah. what's available. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I'd be there. Yeah. If you, you, yeah. if I was a pike and be like, hey, look at that. I can go and free one. swim a mile out and yeah. there's a ton of yeah. free walleyes that are half dead. None of my family's here to steal them from me. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, they don't go away. So that's the cool part about yeah. nature. You know, nothing goes away. So. Well, we, Levi, I we really appreciate you coming in tonight. Uh, it's been awesome to do this uh, call-in feature, and, and it's been great to hear about the iFish Pro. It's such an awesome product. I know everyone here uses it and, and feels real confident in it. And, uh, Nick, we appreciate you being out here, too, Thank and uh, talking to us about Razor and, and just the cool things that you guys are doing there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, and check us all out on uh, the Sioux Falls, South Dakota show. Yeah, we'll all be there. Yeah, we we'll hope to see you. Levi, do you have a guess on first ice for the Wright County Lake? Uh, what's that now? Do you have a guess on the first ice for the Wright County Lake? Say somewhere uh, in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. going to say uh, like November 14th, 15th. 14th, 15th. We got you down. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. We'll see you next time on another episode of The Iceman.